everyone. Welcome back to the HH Hour. My name is Heather Taves, and I am one of your hosts. But I get to sit next to this lovely person who's on my right. This lovely person. This lovely person. Her name is Heidi Bolt, and she is also my sister. Yes. It's fun. It's fun to do this with as sisters. I don't know if I've heard another podcast that are sisters. I've heard brothers. Yes, I've and heard, I've heard siblings, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there, there probably is, and I yeah. just am not aware of it, yeah. but I think that's kind of unique. It is unique. Yeah. The, the funny thing is some people see us as interchangeable. Yeah. Like there are people to this day that have known us for a long time that when they see us in public yeah. or, and our younger sister, Holly now, yeah. they can't really tell for sure who's who. Don't know. Even though, which I think is really funny. I, I think so too. Cause we're all very different, but I guess we have a lot of similarities. Yeah, we do. But we do. So it's fun. How's your week? Um, it's been a little long, just being super honest. Mm-hmm. My husband was gone on a hunting trip, mm-hmm. so I was in single mom world, mm-hmm. and that's always unique and interesting, but it makes me have compassion for single parents. Right. And people that do this, you do this often with yep. your husband traveling mm-hmm. a lot. It adds a whole new element of busyness, it not does. not having that uh, extra person to help out like at night with mm-hmm. bath routine. Uh, honestly, oh my goodness. I was fine during the day. It was, the it evenings. was bedtime yeah. that I just, not so much now because my kids are bigger, but when they yeah. were babies, I was just like, I cannot do this. I can't, lot. if I could get them in bed and I would have these friends who would say like night, bedtime routine is my favorite. And we sing songs and we dance around the room. And I was like, <laughs> I want to pull my hair out at bedtime. I'm like, get in bed as fast as you can. And if we barely brush your teeth, that's good enough. But I think it's because I was doing it by myself a yeah. lot and yeah. it was just, I was exhausted. So. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm grateful he's home and hopefully our week will be a little more smooth than our week went. Yes. But that how be. was yours? Well, it was awesome. Um, interesting also. Mm-hmm. We went up to Canada and oh, spent yeah. a week with my husband's family, yeah. which is always such a blessing because mm-hmm. they're so far away and we don't get to see them as much as we would like. And the kids are just elated to go to Grandpa and Grandma Tave's house. Yeah. They Play have hockey a, on the outdoor They ice have rink. a pond Pretty in cool. their front yard, which, yeah. you know, middle of November and it's frozen solid. Like, that's a little intense for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it felt like it was February up there. It was yeah. so cold. But we ended up um, having a really great time. And Good. we went to this huge indoor water park and had fun. And we – this – okay, this is crazy. Some of y'all probably saw my Instagram, but we stayed in this hotel – it was called Fantasyland, so we won't get into that. I don't know who chose that name. Yeah, but, that's unique. I know, but <laughs> it was all themed. Yeah. So our room, our floor was a truck theme, Fine. and we actually had a an actual truck in our room with the bed, like the, the, the mattress. mattress in the bed of the truck. That's so cool. Yeah. So the kids thought it was the best thing ever. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. My boys were like, we need to schedule a trip there. We need to go pronto. now. I know. Yeah. So that so was fun. fun. Yeah, it was fun. So now we're just home and laundry and getting back into Good. routine. Yeah. Well, Heather, we have a fun guest today. I'm so excited. I'm a little partial to this guest. Yes, um, as you should be. We share a last name. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my mother-in-law. So yes. this is Susan Bolt. Susan, welcome to the H&H Hour. Thank you, girls. I'm glad to be here. We're happy to have you. <laughs> so, Susan, you have been my mother-in-law for 14 years. That's amazing. So I've known you for 15 years. And um, 
It's been fun. Yeah, it really has. You're a really great mother-in-law. <laughs> you really you. are. You're so sweet and kind. <laughs> and I feel like you're being so genuine when you say that, Heidi. I know. <laughs> and Heather would know because she's my sounding like, you board. You don't on fake it stuff. very well. So. I don't. Yeah. No, she, I mean, you know Susan. She's just kind. I love Susan. And she's sweet. Yeah. I love Susan. Yeah. I cannot wait to talk about some of the things that I know about her yeah, that it's are gonna so be good. special. It's going to so. be good. But um, one thing we ask all of our guests is what is because in this podcast we talk about the things that feel ordinary in our lives but that actually end up being extraordinary but we ask everybody what's something about your life that feels um ordinary well um my life pretty much was ordinary growing up um i was lucky i i grew up in a home that had two parents who truly loved each other Mm -hmm. um they were married nearly 55 years and my mom used to do the silliest things when I was little. And I thought, why does she do that? And for instance, my dad was a farmer. So a lot of times during harvest time, mom would take dinner out to him in the field, you know, just pack up a picnic lunch and take it to the field. And before she would do that, she would always stand in front of the mirror and put her red lipstick on and her rouge on her cheeks and brush her hair and I thought that was so silly. I said, asked her one time, I said, Mom, why do you do that? And she said, well, if I can't look good for your dad, who can I look good for? Oh, you know, and I, I just, love that. You know, I will never forget that. And I thought it was so silly at the time. But now wow. I, as a as a mom and a wife, I appreciate that, you know. Wow. Yeah. So That's just amazing. things like that. My mom was a truly amazing lady. I mean, yeah. she had nothing. She came up from nothing. Yeah. They never had anything, really. But she never complained. She was not a complainer, and she was happy. She walked around the house singing hymns all the time and mm-hmm. whistling, and she'd be sweeping the nasty, torn-up linoleum floor in the kitchen that needed to be replaced 25 years ago, mm-hmm. and she would just sing her hymns and just be happy. Uh, I wish I could emulate that a lot because I don't have that that lighthearted personality. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I I get frustrated with myself because Mm -hmm. I get too anxious about silly things. Mm -hmm. And she just never let things like that bother her. She Mm -hmm. just had a very strong faith Mm -hmm. and loved my dad to death and Mm -hmm. loved her life. So she couldn't complain. Yeah. How awesome. I would have to jump in and say, I didn't know your mom, but I know you pretty well. And I would say, I see a lot of lightheartedness and joy coming out of you yeah. a lot of times. Well, so I try not to get too serious about life because, yeah. you know, it just yeah. kind of brings you down sometimes sure, if you do. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm probably actually more like my dad and my, and his mom, my grandmother on my dad's side. Okay. Um, she was, as you know, I'm very picky and particular about my house and um, sometimes to a fault. And my grandmother was like that, but she was just the sweetest lady. I mean, she would do anything for her kids and her grandkids and, yeah. you know, and I try to, I try to act like her, you know, treat people like she did because sure. she, she had a huge heart. So, yeah, but I had a great growing up. I mean, it, it was simple. It was not easy, but it was, you know, it was, I think I had a great childhood. Yeah. So, okay. So there's a lot I want to touch on there, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I jumped ahead. And I didn't even I let our listeners. I know you totally skipped. I'm over. so sorry. I did. I was so Tell excited. Us about yourself. I was so excited oh, to just get into the. <laughs> I already know her, but um, that's true. Yeah. So I usually we we do let people like introduce themselves. Yeah. yeah. And say yeah. like, who's your spouse and what are your hobbies and yeah. Um, 
So yeah, you can share with our listeners. <laughs> okay. Well, um, well, I grew. I was born in the fifth nineteen fifty, so I've been around a while, and I've seen a lot of different things that you girls have not. Mm. <laughs> um, I was the third child to a tenant farmer and an elementary school teacher. A little partial to thirdborns here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I got married two years out of high school. Okay. And I. Um, started working at State Farm, and I was mm-hmm. there 35 years. Mm-hmm. Um, then I married um, at 19 and had three beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 43, I got remarried, and I um, got very lucky the second time. My husband is the kindest, most gentle, loving, honest man I've ever known, mm-hmm. and he is truly my best friend. And my girls tell him all the time that he was really brave to marry a woman with three girls (laughs) because he had two sons and that's all he knew. (laughs) So it was quite a, quite an eye opening experience for both of us. But, um, my girls used to, used to get him to try to say the word tampon and he would get so embarrassed. He's like, no, no, no. He would turn beet red, you know, and leave the room. Yes. I can picture that. Yes. And they still try to do that, you know, all these years later, but. Anyway, there were there were a few embarrassing moments for everybody, but we got through it, and um, and I think the kids adjusted fairly well for a blended family, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they are now forty two, thirty six, thirty six, thirty four, and thirty three. <laughs> so we had a lot of kids in college at the same time. Oh, yes. Um, we struggled at the at the beginning of the marriage. Um, I think the biggest adjustment for me was probably having some man come in and discipline my children yeah when i didn't really think i needed his help yeah. you know i thought i did pretty well by myself cuz they remind me how old were they how old were the girls at the time well we got married in 93 so the um let's see kelly was 9 Okay. Maggie was 12 and Carrie was um 17 oh, okay wow. yeah yeah some yeah. good Interesting ages, ages. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah yeah anyway uh as far as blended families go i think we we really did well. I mean, the kids were, they were all responsible and well-behaved. They, I never remember any back talk from the boys. I mean, the girls, of course, they're going to get, you know, between themselves. And then sure. I always got in the middle of it, but the boys never disrespected me or made mm-hmm. me feel like they didn't want me to be there. Mm-hmm. So that was great. You know, yeah. um, it was great seeing them grow up and and they intermingled with the girls so well that it, it just worked, yeah. you know. It doesn't always happen that way. No, we were sure. very lucky. Yeah. So, um, um, but anyway, I said the, the worst part was was having him discipline my kids. And he always, he was kind of old school. He always felt like the husband and the father should be in charge. Mm-hmm. And I had been in charge for quite a long time yeah. by myself. And I didn't hate it, you know. <laughs> I'm still like to have a little bit of control. I love that. Yeah. I didn't hate it. <laughs> the honesty. Yeah. But um, I was the first ever in my family to divorce. So um, I was scared to death. I, I really put it off way too long probably. But I was afraid. Yeah. I didn't know if I could do it on my own. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't want my girls to lose their dad and that type of thing, you know, but I didn't even tell my mom and dad until the night before I was going to court. It went over there at 10 o'clock that night Mm. and they were sitting up in bed. And I said, I have to tell you guys something. And my mom looked at me and she said, 
you and Rick are separated, right? Mm, and I wow. said, oh my gosh, she knew all along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a mother's intuition, I right. guess, sure. you know. Um, but anyway, I really did feel like the black sheep of the family. Um, mm-hmm. But they accepted it, you know, and um, it it never really was as bad for me as I thought it might be. But I still feel bad for my kids, like at holidays and, you know, special occasions. They still, I know it's it's a burden on them to be divided between mm-hmm. several sets of parents and right. step-parents and grandparents, and they have to go all these places, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, that's, I feel terrible about that. But um, I've even said before that if I had known how difficult it would be for them, I probably would not have divorced. Mm-hmm. I would have stayed in the unhappy marriage mm-hmm. just for the kids' sake wow, because really? it's, it's, it can be that hard on yeah. the kids, you know. Huh. I think as they get older, it gets easier. Yeah. But still, when they start having their own kids now, mm-hmm. and it's it's just constant, you know, dividing uh, yeah. time. Yeah. So, but it it works out. So. Yeah. Anyway, and we uh, we now have six beautiful grandchildren, so mm-hmm. um, it's nice to be able to spoil them and then send them home. And yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, for fun. Um, we both enjoy going to our little cottage on the weekends, mm-hmm. and um, we like to entertain up there and have family and friends, and it's close. It's only about an hour and a half from our house, so we get up there as often as we can. And you built that, right? We did. And it's not the we first did. one you built. No, but it'll be the last. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't definitely. know about yeah. that. Oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. She's like, I'm done. Yes. Yeah. We put up it every so board cute. inside of that place, and... And like I said, Michael and I can, we work together pretty well, but we had our moments. Like I learned a lot of patience. Um, I called, I told him on his tombstone, I'm going to put just one more saw blade because <laughs> he would, he would cut a board and he would have to take it back and cut it just a saw blade more. Oh. Yeah. And I bet we did that 10,000 times. Oh my goodness. Yes. So, you must be, so, there oh. is no way my husband and I could do that together. Well, you know, a lot of people say that, oh, I could never build a house with my husband. We just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And even my mother-in-law says, you know, Jim and I could have never built a house together. Our marriage wasn't that strong. <laughs> I said, oh, whatever. You know. And, and you but, have built multiple homes together. Well, we built two houses and two cabins and and tr- pretty much rebuilt a cabin. So, yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. I think that's amazing. That's a big deal. I, I think that's a gift. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's fun, but it gets to be like the last one. It was it was two, almost two years yeah. before we finished it. And mm-hmm. I was just getting down to the wire. I was like, oh, we, I, I finally had to set a deadline and say, you know what? We have to get this place done by my birthday yeah. or I'm done. Project's mm-hmm. halt. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Right. And we did it. We were up till midnight. That was that happened to be my birthday weekend. We were up till midnight the night before. The next day is my birthday. And Michael had bought a couple steaks. And he said, we get all done. We're going to cook these steaks and we're going to have a bottle of wine. We're going to celebrate. <laughs> and about 1030 that night, I was just beat. I said, you know what? I'm so tired. I don't even want to eat dinner. I just want to go to bed. And he mm-hmm. goes, oh, no, we're we're eating those steaks. We are having those steaks. <laughs> so we cooked the steaks, and we were eating at midnight. Oh, my. And then we ate. The kids all came the next day. We went out on the boat. We came back and eat, had a dinner again on my birthday, actual day. And I said, you know what? I think that's the first time I've ever had two dinners on my birthday. Right. You know? Right. So, midnight and yes, the real it, one. We had to have a deadline or we'd probably still be working on yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. Uh, but it's cute. It's a great job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. So tell um, us something about yourself that is extraordinary. 
Oh, goodness. Well, this is the hard one. (laughs) I probably have to say, if anything, I don't feel extraordinary in any way except my empathy and compassion for people less fortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a real soft spot in my heart for people. And I don't even have to know them. It's Mm -hmm. just, it it just tears my heart to see somebody in pain or Mm -hmm. that doesn't have anything, you know. Um, For example, um, at Christmas time last year, my girls were all home, and I suggested going to see their babysitter that they had when they were growing up. And she's 88 years old now, Mm -hmm. and she still lives in the same house that she's lived in her whole life. Wow. And her husband passed away many years ago, so she's been widowed for a long time. And she never did have much, but I think she still has the exact same furniture in her house that she had in the 70s and 80s when the girls went there. So anyway, the girls were all about it. They said, oh, yes, let's go see her. And her name is Dodo. Her name is Doris. And the kids always called her Dodo for short. So Mm. we went up to the door, and she didn't know we were coming. And she just fell on the floor. She was so excited, especially Maggie was her pet, I think, closest. Um, And she just sobbed. We couldn't even get her to talk. She was just sobbing. And she said, you just made my day. You have no idea. And so we visited for several hours. And we finally left. And while we were there, though, I noticed that she had a stove in her kitchen stove. She had a chair propped up against it to hold the oven door closed. And this woman is an amazing cook at 88 years old. She still makes the best homemade bread you'll ever put in your mouth Mm. and pies and you name it. But anyway, I saw that and I said, Dota, what's this chair up against the oven door for? And she said, well, it doesn't stay shut. And if it doesn't stay shut, the light stays on. And, you know, so I just felt terrible. I was like, oh, my gosh, this woman is 88, and she's got a chair propped against her stove to hold it closed, you know, the oven door. And so I couldn't stop thinking about it when we left there. And I told Carrie, my oldest daughter, I said, we have to do something. And so we started looking around. Um, I didn't really have the I didn't have any idea how much a brand-new stove would cost. And Carrie says, well, let's just find one, you know on a neighborhood website or something and right. see if we can find one to replace it. Well, the door stays closed at least. It's yeah. a little nicer. Yeah. And so we did. Um, we found an Indian couple, actually, that was um, redoing their kitchen. And they had a stove exactly like the one she had, oh. only new. Pretty, oh. I mean, it was all it had to do was clean it up, basically. It had this, the smooth top range yeah. on top, you know. <laughs> so we we brought it home, and we cleaned it up, and, and they gave it to us. They, wow. they, were just, they gave it to us. We told them what we wanted it for. Yeah. And so they were very generous and just cool. said, take it. Do you need a microwave? And, oh. you know, so <laughs> anyway, we took the stove, and we brought it home, and I cleaned it up in the garage, and we planned to take it over there. We didn't want to tell her we were doing it. So we um, we showed up with it one night, and Carrie and her husband and my granddaughters and my husband, and we all went, and we op- we knocked on the front door, and she's kind of hard of hearing, you know, so she didn't didn't really hear the doorbell. We were standing there. Be- I was like, oh, gosh, I hope she's here. So anyway, she came to the door finally, and she said, I saw everybody out in the yard, and I said, what's everybody doing here? And she got so excited, and I said, well, we have a surprise for you, Dodo. And I I had gotten her some things from Bath and Body Works, and I got her a um, uh, Walmart gift card to buy groceries with, just some odds and ends things, you know. We took her some soup, and and um, anyway, so my son-in-law and my husband go around, and they bring the stove in the back kitchen door, 
And she sees them walking in with that. And she's like, what is that? What are you doing? She just went crazy, you know. <laughs> she just couldn't believe it. And oh. I said, Dota, you need a new stove. Yeah. I said, I hate to see you with this stove with the chair up against it, you know, oh. holding the door shut. So anyway, she was just, she just started sobbing. It was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Oh, and so the sorry. girls and I are all like, we lost it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. And I will never forget it. It was probably mm. one of the happiest days of my life. Oh, it was just so sweet. really sweet. Oh. I, I love that so much, Heidi, because I think that so many times we just see our own needs yeah. instead of other people's. Yeah. And there's always somebody in front oh, of us yeah. that has a need yeah. that we can fulfill. And it doesn't mean we have to always go out and spend I know. a ton of money, but we just, yeah. a little effort, mm-hmm. a little notice of people. Yeah. And if we all made a point to do that, and I, I know, Susan, just from stories I've heard from Heidi mm-hmm. and from knowing you, that that's who you are. Yeah. You're always, well, I mean, today you brought cookies to my children. Like you're <laughs> Always. And gift bags for I us. know. <laughs> yeah. We should be like showering you with gifts. You're our I guest. Know. But that's something that's so beautiful about you. And I know that leads us to one of our questions for you is you, I have heard this from you, about you, from Heidi from day one, mm-hmm. that you're an incredible hostess. Oh. So, I mean, if we just talk about your dips, first of oh, all. Oh, my like, goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The cheddar dip. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's kind of a... a a go-to for me, and it's one of the easiest things I make, honestly. Yeah, but. we're, we're going to have to put that. Can we put that recipe? So when we put this podcast oh, up, yeah. we'll put your picture oh, up, sure. and then we'll put that recipe yes. on. Because, unless, is it a family secret? Oh, no. I hope uh-uh. not, because oh, I've no. been sharing it. No, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. not at all. Not okay, at all. So, so where did this, because let's just be honest, there are a lot of people who are just terrible hosts yeah. and hostesses. Yeah. I've been in. Well, you two are not one of them. I know that. <laughs> oh, thank experience. you. Bless you. <laughs> but I've definitely been in people's homes where they just, they have no idea. Right. Yeah. So how did this come to be? Were you taught this or is it natural? No, not really. I guess my mom was a good hostess. She didn't, she didn't put out fancy linens and all that type of thing, but she loved having big family gatherings, you know, mm-hmm. Um, the more the merrier, mm-hmm. and she loved to have big cookouts on the mm-hmm. 4th of July or whatever the occasion. And um, she was always the one who got the family together. She okay. was the instigator okay. and the planner. And and I know she's probably rolling over in her grave today because we did not, none of us kids have continued that tradition. <laughs> so I don't ever see my cousins, which is so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived together when we were growing up, you know, mm. we had, my mom had a huge family. She had five brothers and sisters and, mm. and dad had a brother and a sister. So we had lots of cousins er- mm. all the time, you mm-hmm. know, and they loved to come to the farm cause we had baby kittens and we had baby calves, you know, it was yeah. just fun. Yeah. Um, so I missed that and I, I don't know, I don't think it will ever happen that we ever start those traditions because mm-hmm. you know everybody grows up and have their yeah. own kids and yeah. grandkids and it right. just gets too busy and, yeah so many but people. I miss it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um but like I said mom was always a, a hostess and um I don't think I really got any really training as far as being a hostess until I was in high school I had took um, home economics mm-hmm. and I had a great teacher she was um awesome and I remember one time she had us out, all the FHA board members, she had us out to her home for dinner, and she fixed um, barbecued chicken on the grill, and it was like the whole quarter chicken, you know, yeah. with the leg and the wing and the yeah. breast, and it looked so pretty. And I had never had anything like that, because we just didn't cook like that. My mom always fried or baked everything, yeah. and I thought, wow, that's really fancy, you know. Aww. And so she had a big influence on me. She taught me 
you know, how to set a table and that type of thing and make it make presentation is everything. That's yes. what she always taught. Yes. Presentation was everything. Even if you're having a grilled cheese and a bowl of tomato soup, you mm-hmm. gotta make it look good, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I learned a lot from her. So um, can you give us a couple of tips? What are some good hostess <laughs> tips? Do you have any just off the top of your head? Oh goodness! Well, I when I when I do host, I try to do as much as I can ahead of time mm-hmm. because I don't like to be last minute preparations. Mm-hmm. So at Christmas time, I'll make a huge batch, uh, batch of chili mm-hmm. and you know whatever I'm going to do that I can do ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I try to do that. It just makes it easier on me, and then I can you know hang out with kids enjoy more being and, with your people yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. um my my i remember the first time i went to my mother-in-law's house and we my, I think michael and i were just dating mm-hmm. and they lived in springfield illinois and they they had a nice nice home i'd never been there before and i'm going for dinner for the first time <laughs> you're like oh and no. she has the table set with this lace tablecloth and paint and cloth she's southern napkins. she's southern, yes, so. very southern yeah. hostess <laughs> yes but i mean she had the candles on the table and the fresh flowers and then i look over in the corner of the dining room and there's this fake um ficus tree with lights on it you know and i thought oh my gosh this is so fancy mm-hmm. and she is all about but ev- everything in her home makes you feel warm and welcome it's mm-hmm. not like showy or stuffy or it's mm-hmm. just and that's just how to, how she is mm-hmm. and she still is today she loves to host and entertain yeah. and mm-hmm. and i wish she would do more of it but mm-hmm. um you know if if she has us over just for a typical Tuesday night dinner, she'll say, come over, I want to cook for you. Mm-hmm. And she'll make something, but she puts out the nice cloth placemats and then linen napkins mm-hmm. and candles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a big deal. Makes she makes feel, it look so easy. And it makes you feel special. It does. It? And it really yeah, does. Value. It and really does. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she loves doing it. And we love doing it. So, yeah. Like you yeah. can cook for us anytime you yeah. want, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, she listens to this podcast. So. I know. That she's probably going to be like, oh, it's, it's going to bless her that it, yeah. that you've noticed those things yeah. and that oh, it's yeah. spoken love yeah. over yeah. you. Because I think, I mean, I've gotten that same experience from you. Yeah. I remember the first time coming to your home, you had taken it upon yourself to, I think it was like my staff bio at church or something. You had asked Kip about it and you had found some of my favorite things and you had them there at the house for me that day. My favorite drink and our favorite yeah. dessert. and yeah. I was so blown away by that <laughs> because my role in church ministry was just always serving others. And I I was truly, I mean, to this day, I'm like, that was so thoughtful of you. Oh, yeah. um, and that's just, that's just who you are is mm-hmm. you cause people to feel as if you have noticed them and you thought ahead mm-hmm. to make them feel special. Mm-hmm. And that's an incredible gift. Yes. Well, I, I kind of pride myself on that. I mean, Michael is, he is blown away at some of the things that I pick up on or mm-hmm. um, he tells me all the time, he says, you're the kind of friend that everybody should have. Yes, because, I agree. Because you do so much for other people and you yeah. don't ask anything in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. I just do it because I enjoy it, you know. Yeah. But like our pastor and his wife last Christmas, um, we had them over for dinner around the holidays. And she, we had, our previously, we had gone to their house and uh, she had just an open house type thing one Sunday afternoon. And she had cookies and things and, you know, candies that she had made. And it was very nice. And um, she had sugar cookies, and they were just round sugar cookies. And she said, I apologize for the cookies, but I 
when they just moved here from up northern Illinois. And she said, I can't find my cookie cutters anywhere. I don't know if they got lost in the move or whatever. And so, you know, they registered. So uh, when they came to our house for dinner that night, I had got her a little gift bag and I put some cookie cutters and um, some other things, a gift card and Mm -hmm. things in it. And um, she's like, look at you. Look at, what did she say? Look at you hearing or listening. Look at you listening. And I'm sure she hadn't thought about it again since that night, but I made it a point to remember and, you know, I. Yeah. It made me feel better than it probably did her just because mm-hmm. I thought she, she, you know, she said that she missed having them because yeah. her grandkids like to come cut yeah. out cookies with her mm-hmm. and she couldn't find her cookie cutters. And I said, well, next year you'll have some. So that is so sweet. You know? And I think it's so, it's for you, it was simple. Yeah. But it just took some forethought and some listening and preparing. Right. And I mean, I bet she still remembers that you gave yeah, her probably. those cookie cutters oh, last yeah. year. I oh, put yeah. them in a cute little jar, you know, yeah. and she's like, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, it made me feel good and it made her feel good. So that's... I think, yeah, serving other people always does that, doesn't it? It always... <laughs> it does. It always helps us to kind of just like reset our heart, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when I'm having a, a goopy day, I'm like, I need to just get out and serve someone. Someone else. Yeah. Just encourage mm-hmm. someone so that right. I kind of get out of my own little I know. funk. You well, know? You, so you, turn, I know. you turn your... your gaze off of yourself yep. and your problems right. and maybe the circumstances don't change but your perspective changes because you start to see someone else yeah, right and yeah it's such a yeah uh, so so to all of our listeners this week your task yeah. is to listen mm-hmm. pick yeah. up on something from someone who's right in front of you mm-hmm. and respond to that yeah in some way and bless them because i guarantee you that will go so far in in their life. I just yeah. heard yeah. someone say today, you know, there can be, you can have a, a word of criticism mm-hmm. that can be one word and it can pierce you so deeply that it affects you for years and years mm-hmm. and years and years to come, which is so true. I've had that happen in my life. Yeah. Or you can also yeah. have a word of encouragement or a kindness towards you that also affects you so yes. deeply that you remember it forever. Yeah. Right. And man, I want to be that person. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't want to be that critical spirit. I want to be that person that is noticing people and just like you're doing that's amazing and I think uh, that makes me think of just in-laws in general Mm -hmm. there's this overwhelming conversation where people feel like that relationship between in-laws and in-law children can be can be tough so I I personally have not experienced that with you Susan (laughs) um I've experienced the opposite where I felt loved and accepted and appreciated by you from day one um so what do you have like a word of encouragement or advice to people about welcoming your in-law children into your home, how you've helped those relationships to be healthy? Because every single one of us who have married in, we have good relationships with you. What's your secret to that? Um, keeping my mouth shut sometimes when I want to have an opinion <laughs> and I shouldn't. Um, no, really, I've been very lucky because I've got three you know, in-law kids right now. And I love every one of them Mm -hmm. to death. And I probably wouldn't have picked a better spouse for my kids. And, you know, um, I know that sometimes that's not the case, Mm -hmm. but I got very fortunate myself. I had two mothers-in-law that were perfect. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love them to death. I mean, my first one, she is a doll his mother encouraged me and supported me through everything. Oh. And even afterwards, we traveled to Florida together mm-hmm. years after we divorced and went down to see um, Kelly when she was in a show down there. And it the the feelings that I had for her never changed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, I was very lucky, very mm-hmm. lucky. But And I just try to be, 
I don't know. I you you just have to step back sometimes and like I've never I've never insisted on like holidays. It, it bothers me sometimes that we don't all, we can't all be together, yeah. but it's so big anymore. We just yeah. can't. And you know, you have to just realize that your kids want to start their own traditions mm-hmm. with their own kids and and Christmas morning waking up in their pajamas mm-hmm. and you don't have to be at my house for breakfast at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't need that. I mean, I, I really appreciate that you guys, you need to start your own traditions, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and just have those times as a family of your Mm -hmm. own and not, not you're expected to be somewhere Mm -hmm. at a certain time. And, you know, so I try to be flexible, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just, um, I just love my kids so much. I don't Mm -hmm. want, I won't, I don't want them to hurt or to feel obligated to come see me. I want them to come see me because they want to, Mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, one story we shared on this podcast was, um, so right after Kip and I had our break-in in our home, you know, a couple, a few months ago now, mm-hmm. I don't even know time frame. Yeah. Um, so you and we call him MB, so your husband, Michael Bolt. So you and MB showed up and just came and hugged on us and loved us. And then you guys walked around the neighborhood and just talked to people about, hey, did you guys see anything? Like, what, what did you see? What's your, you know, what did you experience in all of this? And um, you know, it was kind of cra- a crazy time and kind of trying to figure out what we were going to do. And I just looked, looking back on that, I thought that was so kind of you all. Cause you know, it was a 45, 50 minute drive for you guys to come yeah. to be there for us. And you just, you just hugged us and you, you cried over oh, us yeah. and I cried seeing you. And, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those moments where you just go, man, family really is so valuable. Yeah. It you know, it's deep. It really does. It does. Yeah. Just- yeah. 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 Well, I just, I publicly, I love that I get to do this publicly because not everyone knows you in my circle. You know, you're in Bloomington and we're here in Peoria, but, um, you are really an outstanding mother-in-law Thank you. and you, (laughs) you have loved me so well and you love my kids so well. I just, Watching Crosley come hug you today oh, when you walked in. Just melts my heart. He just, you know, he loves his grandma Bolt, and it's so sweet to me. I love seeing that connection. Yeah. So, and you love my husband, your mm-hmm. stepson, really well, and you've yeah. always supported him and encouraged him, and you speak words of encouragement over him. And as a wife, that's really valuable to me. Yeah. So, thank you publicly <laughs> for <Thank> you. <laughs> setting a great example. It's easy when. Um... When you are you, oh, you're <laughs> sweet. but I'm like, I'm getting to pick up on the way I want my daughter-in-law to feel yeah. when she marries my sons, yeah. you know, and when my yeah. son-in-law comes in and marries my daughter, yeah. I want them to feel the way you have made me feel. That's so good, Heidi. Yeah. So. so good. Okay. So you talked a little bit about your growing up years. Um, you have kind of a unique I story. Did. Can I you did. tell us about that? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so cool. My grandchildren are just in awe when I tell them some of these stories. I mean, they're like, what? You know, (laughs) Um, it's just so unheard of in their lifetime to even hear about this stuff. They don't, they don't, they can't even grasp what it is. It's so far removed from their life today. Yes. Um, Like I said, I grew up on a farm and we had no indoor plumbing, um, no running water, no central air or heat. We had two big old, old, oil stoves that provided the heat Hmm. and if you were in that room where the stove was it was a hundred 
degrees, and if you stepped away from it, it'd be freezing. Yeah. So, I mean, my mom would have candles on the dining room table, and they would just go, like, melt, you know, just fall over. They were mm. so hot. And if you tried to eat a meal in there, you were just, like, taking off clothes, and it was awful. Wow. But anyway, um, and then yet we would have, a lot of times in the wintertime, we would have snow on our windowsills on the inside. Mm. It was so cold upstairs. There was no heat up there at all. But we did score one Christmas and got electric blankets, so that was like heaven, you know. Wow. Um, but it was cold, um, drafty, you know, old houses are just drafty. And and um, I think that's probably the only thing that my mom ever got really upset about with my dad was she would beg him to call the landlord and see if, if the landlady would do something to the house, you know, mm-hmm. put in a bathroom and water. Well, it was an old old house so she wasn't going to spend that kind of money on that house yeah but anyway okay um, so let's pause you yeah, didn't I, have indoor plumbing I, no so what does this look like right what does it look like i, I mean it looks like outhouse? an outhouse yes <laughs> yeah it was a two-seater though it was a good one it was a two-seater <laughs> a big one and a small one okay and but, and baths Battles. This is a fun story no this is an interesting story no. tell the bath story okay the bath story well um we had no water heater, obviously. Um, right. We had to. We had a big old metal dish pan that we'd sit on the cook stove. It was an old iron stove that actually was heated by cobs or coal. Okay. Um, you had to get the fire going. Then you had to sit this big dish pan on there to heat your water for dishes, for baths, for laundry. I mean, we didn't have any hot water. I mean, it sounds like Little House on the Prairie. It was probably but worse. Yeah, it, I mean, we did the, have electricity. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but this, we're not talking about the 1800s. We're talking no, this about was the 1950s and 60s, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Well, actually, when I was born, we lived in a house in Carlock, Illinois, that did have electricity and plumbing and everything. Okay. Um, but when I was four, we moved to Funks Grove okay. and that's the house where we did have nothing. Okay. So it was quite an adjustment for my mom, I'm yeah. sure, because she had three kids by that time. Yeah. And I, I wonder sometimes how she ever did it. And she still went around singing her hands she and did. whistling. She did. Yeah. Yeah. It was wow. amazing. And you told me that you, so you guys would, you know, you had a big, the bathtub, you'd pour the hot water in. Right. And then like the girls would get to bathe first. Right. And if they we were could, lucky. Your yeah. dad, who was out in the farm and, my and brother, all yeah. dirty, they'd yeah. have to bathe last. But it would be the same water yes. with all five yes. of you. Yes, and not hot anymore. And not but... hot anymore. <laughs> I mean, we I just think uh, of yeah, like how entitled time today? we are now. Oh, I know. How my... entitled we are. I have no words. <laughs> but I mean, think about it now. Like, it if the worse, hot Heather, water it gets, gets lukewarm while you're showering. I know. You can Do you not have a bad attitude about it? I do. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, who took too long of a bath? But okay, we, what's but, worse than that, though? <laughs> oh, trust me, it gets worse. Um, we had, um, well, we had to go to the outhouse, no okay. matter what time of day or night sure. it was. Um, but there, we had chickens on the farm, so on the sidewalk on the way to the house, on the way to the outhouse, there was always chicken poop everywhere. Okay. Yeah. And my mom hated those chickens. Well, fortunately, one summer, the raccoons got all the chickens. We could hear them at night squealing and squawking, and the coons got them up on fence posts and trapped them and got them, and my mom was elated. She hated the chickens. <laughs> so anyway, um, but the outhouse, you know, you get down there, and there's wasp nests up in every corner, and, um, you know, it was just nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
uh, go back to the to the water and everything. The situation we we did have a pump outside the kitchen door, and you had to go out and pump a bucket mm-hmm. of water for drinking water. It was a well water. Yeah. And so that's what we drank mm-hmm. and cooked with. Mm-hmm. Um, but we put it in a big red plastic bucket with a ladle and everybody drank out of the same ladle. If you wanted water, that's what you got water from. Mm-hmm. And then we had a cistern, another smaller pump inside that was on a big old long kitchen sink. And that water you had to pump again, but that was for doing dishes and laundry and everything else. It was cistern water. And I don't really know the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, um, so the water for laundry and baths and everything had to be heated. And, you know, when you're doing dishes, you got to have water for washing. We had two wash pans, Mm -hmm. one for washing, one for rinsing. So that's two pans of hot water that you have to literally heat on the stove before you ever start. Yeah. so and much work. It was. Yeah. You know, but we didn't know any different. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. so we didn't yeah. my sister and I had to do the dishes every night. Yeah. So um I don't I really don't know how my mom did it because she had to hang all the clothes out on the line. Yeah. Um, no matter what the weather, you know, or sometimes she'd have them hanging inside on a on a line in the in the laundry room. Um but she she never complained. It just mm-hmm. blows my mind when I think about all the physical labor that she had to endure yeah, just to do her daily jobs, you know, and mm-hmm. get us fed and to school and clothed. And it was unheard of. And there was no permanent press back then. So everything had to be ironed, yeah. like mm-hmm. my dad's pajamas, his work shirts, our sheets and pillowcases. Yeah. It was all muslin, you know, yeah. it was, it was, and I hated the sheets. They were hard and stiff you know when they mm. came in from the line mm. that's probably why you have the best bedding ever well now. i like my I'm, your bedding I'm, is always I'm so kind perfect. of a bedding nazi right now yeah I, <laughs> yeah I, I like my bedding yeah but um mom never complained she ironed and this is funny um we didn't have a dryer for a long time we finally got one from one of my great aunts uh, it was an old beat up electric dryer mm. And my mom thought she had died and gone to heaven with that, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, when she would bring the clothes in from outside, she would she had a Seven Up bottle and it had a little sprinkler head on it, and she would take all the clothes and sprinkle them down with this water, and roll them up and put them inside of a pillowcase and put them in the freezer until she could have time to iron. Because if you didn't, the wrinkles would just stay in, I guess. And that made them that made them damp enough so that when she knew she was going to have time to iron, she'd take out this pillowcase from the freezer and unroll the clothes, and they'd be slightly damp so she could iron. Because we didn't have a steam iron. Right. You know. Wow. Thank <laughs> goodness. I'm never going to complain about chores ever, <laughs> ever again. Yeah, I complain when my steam iron kind of spitters right? and sputs a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> If you feel like complaining about your dishwasher being broken. Oh, I know, right? But Go anyway, listen to this episode. Wow. Oh, this is this was the part I was going to tell you wouldn't believe. Um, back to the outhouse. Um, when we'd have friends over or when we'd be out on a do when I got older. I mean, this was till I was 19 years old. Three months wow. before I got married, they moved to a different home and wow. had indoor plumbing again. But anyway, when I started dating, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to bring any guys home oh, to the house, yeah. you know. And... My parents had what we called a slop bucket in their bedroom, and that's what we used at night when, like, if we come home and it's dark, you don't want to go down to the outhouse by yourself, 
they had this five-gallon metal bucket sitting in their bedroom with a newspaper on top of it. Okay. And that's what you went in and used if you had to go before you went to bed. Wow. So I always thought that was their way of knowing if we were, were out home. past curfew. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Because it was sat right beside my mom's side of the bed. Wow. And you'd go in there and use it, you know. that, And then that bucket had to be carried down to the outhouse the next day and emptied. Every day. Wow. And that was our job. Yeah. You know, so. So did you have friends that would come over and just be in awe of this or? My friends loved coming to our house. I mean, it was kind of like stepping back in time, you know, it was like what you read about in the history books. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I had slumber parties all the time. We'd always have, have. Great time. So then they would, would go cook. tinkle in the bo- in the oh no in the bin right no, by no, your mom. No, 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 okay. We we didn't do that. You'd go they to the outhouse. Went, we'd go in groups to the okay. outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have a good friend, she was probably one of my best friends all the way through school, grade school, high school. Um, I think I saw her at our twentieth class reunion, and she said, "I have to make a confession to you." And I said, "What?" Oh, no. And she, I had no idea what she was about <laughs> to lay on me. She said, remember one time in third grade, we came over to your house for a slumber party and we had a huge blizzard and we all got stuck inside, you know, for several days, didn't have school. It was, we thought it was great, you know? Yeah. She says, one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I had to go pee so bad. I got up and sat on your kitchen sink and peed in the kitchen <laughs> sink. <laughs> she said, I wanted to tell you that all these years. From third grade. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Oh, my word. I'll never forget that. But. That is so funny. Oh, my goodness. That is so yeah. funny. So I was, I was, I think I was glad she shared that with me. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. So when your parents moved, you said you were 19 and they yes. moved to a new house with indoor, did they feel like a king and queen? Oh, yes. They, they had my to mom have. got a new washer and dryer. Oh. And, you know, indoor plumbing and she had a dishwasher for the first time oh. ever. Oh my goodness! Um, and it, and it wasn't an, a fancy farmhouse by any way, but it was much nicer than what we left. Wow! You know, but they don't like I said. I lived there from March till June, and I, when I got married, so I didn't, you know, didn't get an experience that very very long. Wow. But it was worth it, you know. Wow! Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. So when you were growing up, what did a like what did a typical Sunday look like in your family? Well, Sundays were probably the best day of the week for everybody. Um, my dad a lot of times still had to work and my mom hated it because she mm-hmm. really did, you know, believe that the Sabbath should be kept holy. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do anything on Sundays, ex- you know, cook dinner and that kind of thing that you have to do. But after um, she heated her water. Yes. And yes. <laughs> stoked the fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh my word. Well, my dad was Lutheran uh, he was raised Lutheran from a baby, and my mom was Baptist, and my mom never really cared for the Baptist church. It was kind of stuffy for her, and mm-hmm. she didn't believe in baptizing babies and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, on Sundays, typically my dad would take my brother and sister and I into church, um, to Sunday school at the Lutheran church in Bloomington. And a lot of times he would go back to my grandma's house and wait for us, and then we would walk there after Sunday school. And a lot of times we'd get to go across the street and get some penny candy at the little store and that type of thing. So Sundays were good. Um, sometimes mom would go with us and we'd all stay for church after Sunday school. Um, and then usually we'd go visit family. Um, a lot of her family was up from around Tawanda, Shanoa, up in that area. And um, one of my favorite aunts was uh, Aunt Flora. She was this little white-haired, cute little thing. 
and she made the best biscuits ever. <laughs> and she used to fry these little fish. They were called smelts. And I always thought they looked disgusting, but they tasted so good. They were little tiny things. They looked like sardines, kind of. But anyway, we'd go to her house, and she lived out in a, on a farm with um, thousands of walnut trees. And so in the fall, every year, we'd go up there and go out and, and pick up walnuts and pull them and crack them, mm-hmm. and our fingers would just bleed, you know. Mm-hmm. And we had such a good time running through the woods and... Um, it was just it was just a neat place to go visit. Yeah. And then I remember every, every time we'd go up there, she and my mom would go after they'd made a big dinner, we'd all, you know, go out the kids would go outside and scatter and mom and my aunt Flora would go lay down on her bed and read their Bibles together and then mm-hmm. they would read the Sunday paper and cut out coupons mm-hmm. for the week mm-hmm. and and just catch up on family gossip. You know, mm-hmm. that was it's probably the only time I really saw my mom ever relax, wow. I mean, on Sunday afternoons, you know. Wow. And if we happened to be home, we typically would make popcorn balls or mm-hmm. mom's famous cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very simple. It was, you know, it was a great life. I never doubted that my parents loved me, mm-hmm. and um, it was just it was perfect for me. I mean, I wouldn't have known any different, yeah. you know, way of life. Do you feel like at the time you knew it was a unique upbringing, a unique childhood? Um, well, we knew that we were poor, I guess, but we never really wanted for anything. I mean, when we got old enough, my sister and I walked beans and I was able to buy clothes for the first time for myself without getting hand-me-downs, you yeah. know. Um, and I remember buying a transistor radio, um, little things like that, you know. But, I mean, a big Christmas for us would be... Uh, one year, my sister and I got a radio together to yeah. put in our room, a little pink radio. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. so we never really expected much, but we didn't we didn't need much, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. We made mm-hmm. our own entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. We played outside and roller skated and played ball and played in the hog houses and, you know, yeah. just weird stuff, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. um, my dad did buy me a bicycle when I was in second grade, and he traded a load of hay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And it was not not a new bike, obviously, mm-hmm. but it, it was it was a blue twenty four inch twin, and I thought it was you know awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, wow. So, do you think there the, was benefit to growing up that way without excess? I think so. I mean, I think it makes you definitely makes you appreciate more what yeah. you have, and and uh, it doesn't make it, it so you don't take things for granted, yeah. like you know? toilets. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, I mean, because now you, most of us have four toilets in I know, our homes. I know, you know, yeah, and yeah, hot water aunt, in a moment. Yeah, so. Michael tells me all the time. You know, if I I don't know just random things, he says like, "You've come a long way, babe." Like, yeah, I know, I know. I think that was an old Virginia Slims commercial or something. You know, you've come a long way, baby, and I feel like I have. <laughs> but I tell him all the time, I deserve it, right? You, know? you absolutely deserve it. No kidding. I think uh, one of my favorite memories of you is um, we were able to go and spend the night at your cabin one yeah. time for Kip's birthday, and I could not. I'm kind of a detailed person. Also, I notice right. details. The details in your cabin, I was. Lord, oh, yeah. Susan, yeah. like you thought, <laughs> she was of, so impressed. You oh. thought of 
everything. Yeah. Everything. And it wasn't just, it wasn't like done halfway. It was done perfectly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it was, you have, it was just beautiful. So yeah. we'll I have to come back. We've done a few things since you've been there. Have so you? yeah. Oh. We screened in the back porch and it's, oh, it's nice. going to really expand our living space. So very nice. Yeah. We didn't get to use it much this year because we did it kind of late in the season. Okay. But, uh, we were sitting out there the first weekend after we got it done with blankets on, a little heater and like, oh, this is <laughs> awesome. This is we awesome. We are enjoying yeah. this. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> well, I, it's so beautiful that it needs to be in a magazine. That's oh. how I felt about it. Oh, it like, should be. It, this should be yeah. on the cover of a yeah. magazine. She, Susan is incredibly gifted mm-hmm. at decor. Mm-hmm. And you've worked in a, as, um, a, what, in a decor, design yeah, thank shop. you. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And so she's very gifted at that, yeah. but she just, yeah, like put it all together. Yeah, and was, I remember telling cool. you, like, you're going to love her cabin. It is like, it's literally like Joanna Gaines jumped in here, fixed it up, and <laughs> then moved away. It and was Susan Bolt. Yeah. It was Susan Bolt, and it's so beautiful. <laughs> it is. I know. It was perfect. It, it's so cozy. Beautiful. I think what I like about it the most is I didn't want it to look like a brand new cabin. Yeah. And it feels like it's kind of evolved over time. Okay. Um, just some of the, cause we did it all ourselves. Yeah. So it's not perfect. And if you look really closely, you'll see some flaws and some things that are not perfect, but, um, it feels homey. It feels me. personal it's, too. Yeah. It's yeah. not just it's like the picture that you see in every, on Pinterest, you know, yeah. It's yeah. like this is a personal, we have family photos up yeah. and yeah. photos of your previous builds and yeah. it's beautiful. Thank you. Well done. Thank it you. Is so fun. <laughs> Speaking well, of, my son just said, "Mom, when are we going to the cabin?" Aww. So we'll schedule it. Yeah. We'll schedule a date because <laughs> yeah. he's he's been on me about it. We yeah. haven't been there in a while. Aww. Well, he I'm loves hoping it. that if we have snow at Christmas, that maybe Kip can bring his four yes. wheeler. We can. Oh, we've got toboggans to pull the behind the, yes. the four wheeler. That, so that's so fun. Just we're, pray we're, for snow. We'll pray for snow. Tell <laughs> <laughs> Cross to pray. Not for a lot, snow. just a little. Okay, just a little, just a little yeah. so that we all can get there. I just came from Canada, and they have so much snow already. So oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's like. You know, I don't know what we would do down here if we got oh. that much snow in November. <laughs> and it stays there all winter. It stays. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I remember one year yeah. we were at the cabin for Christmas and your daughter, Heather Juliet, was a baby. She was getting dedicated at church oh. that next day. Oh, okay. And I was on staff as well. Okay. So I had to be at church. Right. It wasn't really like a, oh, I'll just sleep in like and you stay. You have an option. So I, we were at the cabin and I got up and left really, really, really early. It had we had herself. a snowstorm. Yes. Yeah, my sweet husband decided he'd stay, uh-huh. which looking back, I'm like, why did I let him? I but um, I ended up him? Yeah. I ended up sliding off the road. Well, twice uh-huh. I slid off. The first time I got out. Okay. The second uh-huh. time I was in an SUV, but I couldn't get out. Mm. And by that point, and it was like white out conditions. Yeah. And by that point, I was starting to panic a little bit. Yeah. By the time you guys got to me, uh-huh. I was a little disheartened. Um, so the guys had to come and rescue me and pull me out and I didn't make it to the dedication. It was a ridiculous event, but, um, yeah, it's, it is kind of like being at the cabin is like, you're off the grid a little bit, Yeah, you know, you're no longer like checking your phone. We have toilets, (laughs) but you're not, it's so great. It's relaxing because you're not checking your phone every five Mm -hmm. seconds Mm -hmm. and You've created this very peaceful kind of just getaway. We need yeah. more of that in our lives. We do. Sure. Yeah. It's weird though when Michael and I go, even when we're up there by ourselves, uh, it's it's neat because he actually will sit down in the chair in front of the fire and just chill. Yeah. And not think about, oh, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I need to go cut the grass. I need, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that he really relaxes up there. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's so good for our blood pressure mm-hmm. and, you know, just your, your relationship. You feel like, yeah, you just yeah. kind of 
re- redirect and, yeah. you know, and, and I told him many times, I said, why is it so much more fun to cook up here? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I love cooking up there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes at home I get frustrated because I don't know what to fix. And yeah. mm-hmm. it feels like we eat the same thing over right. and over. Yeah. But up there it, we experiment a little more with, with different dishes and things. And it just feels more fun. It's, it's so kind of like I tell him sometimes it, it still feels kind of like we're just sneaking around. You know, yeah. like we're, we shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And somebody's going to walk in and catch us in our jammies, you know. Yeah. But, oh, but we yeah. love it. Yeah, it's it's just very, very cool and relaxing. So, Well, I definitely think that's on my bucket list. I need yeah. a place like that. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, I think you're right. Sometimes you're home. There's always something you can do. Yeah. When you're able to remove yourself from that and just go, okay, I'm I'm actually going to relax right. and rest. Right. Yeah. And so, you just get yeah. away from everything. Yeah. Your stresses and yeah. neighbors. And, of course, we're in a very private little spot. Yeah. So. And that's what Michael loves the most about it because, yeah. you know, you can literally sit out in the back porch in your underwear if you want to. And, well, you all have you an know, outdoor shower. We do, yeah. yeah. And that's my favorite thing about It's the pretty place. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. you went from an outdoor toilet, which yes. wasn't amazing. I know, right? <laughs> to yeah. an outdoor short yes. shower, which yes. is awesome. It's I a totally, it. totally different story, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. So what, fun. if you, Susan, got to have a talk with your 20-year-old self? Oh, goodness. What would, what would you tell her? Probably, I would say, first of all, I, sh- I should have gone to college. I regret mm-hmm. that. That's probably my biggest regret in life, that I didn't go to college. What would you have gone for? Um, I really don't know. Probably been a teacher. Like, my whole family was teachers. Mm-hmm. My mom, my sister, all of my aunts were mm-hmm. all teachers. Mm-hmm. And I I kind of wanted to do that at one time, and then I thought, no, I just want to get married and have babies. That's all I ever wanted I was going to say, do. you raised five kids, so yeah. you pretty much were a teacher. Yeah, I know. I know, but... <laughs> I don't know. Um, I had every opportunity. My parents would have paid for it. Uh, my brother and sister both went. My sister mm-hmm. got uh, her degree. My brother got a doctorate degree. And, you know, I had the grades. I could have easily gone to college. Mm-hmm. But after I got out of high school, I just didn't want any part of more school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I started working at State Farm um, in August after I graduated. And I said at that time, I remember saying, I will never stay at State Farm more than a year, maybe two tops. Hmm. And you were there 35, 35 years. 35 years. Yeah. 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 Um, but other than that, I I don't really, I really don't know what I'd do differently. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything if it meant I wouldn't have my three girls. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, looking back, it, it wasn't horrible that the way things turned out. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very blessed and. Um, I wouldn't change a thing really. Mm-hmm. And Michael says the same thing, you know, that, you know, he went through some hard times in his divorce and all that. Mm-hmm. And you, you wouldn't change it to give up the boys. You yeah, just wouldn't right, do right. it. You just can't yeah. imagine your life without them. Yeah. So, you know, you do yeah. what you have to do and hopefully come out better on the other side. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think what you've shared is just so many nuggets for our <laughs> listeners to, to really take to heart and to think about how do they notice people and, yeah. How are they grateful for what they have, even when things break down or aren't perfect? I love what you said at the beginning about your mom was cleaning this torn up, bad linoleum. And she was whistling and and singing. And I was so convicted because, you know, there are so many times when I'm cleaning my very nice hardwood floor and I'm grouchy about it Uh because it has scratches on it or Uh because my baseboards are white but they're not perfectly you know they Uh need to be painted and I just think how what a great example that is a reminder to us to be so grateful for what we have and and blessed 
by what we have. I so. think uh, Maya Angelou said, "It's not life is not measured by the moments that you." The well, how is it again? The, it's not measured by the number of breaths you take. Mm-hmm. It's by the moments that take your breath away. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's so true. You just have to embrace that. And, yeah. you know, the small things really are the big things. That's yeah. right. You know, people can yeah. tell you that. Yeah. Oh, appreciate the small things in life mm-hmm. because one day you'll realize they were the sm- the big yeah, things. Right. They really are. Yeah. yeah. And right now, I know what you two are going through. It's It's hard to forget some of that stuff because you remember the... The battles with kids trying to get them to come in from playing outside and get in the bathtub, get their homework done, yeah. and get ready for the next day. Yeah, and yeah. it's a battle, constant yeah. battle constant. sometimes. Yeah. But I tell my daughters all the time, especially Carrie, the one with the, the three kids, I said, someday you will look back and you will miss these days. Yeah. Yeah. And she argues with me every time. Yeah. Oh, no, I won't. I can't wait till they're all out of college. And, you know, yeah. I said, trust me, you'll you miss won't. those yeah. days. You'll yeah. want somebody to snuggle up with and you mm-hmm. think, yeah. they're gone. They're gone. You know? yeah. yeah. And my mom oh. says the same thing. She says, yeah. if I could do it all over again, I would I would oh. go back to all of those years. I know. Yeah. I would too. You know? And, and I, I think... I try to really take that to heart, yeah. you know, just to, to value yes. those hard moments like today, trying to help Juliet with her piano. Yeah. <laughs> or my three-year-old who does not want to be potty trained because he keeps oh. saying, I love my vipers. The vipers. <laughs> I'm like, buddy, oh. really? But Kip oh. keeps telling me, it's okay. He won't go to high school with vipers on. <laughs> no, so he won't. I'm like, that's true. And it that's doesn't matter true. what anybody yeah. else thinks. That's so. right. So. Mm-hmm. I had one that I thought was going to go to kindergarten with diapers. But yeah. Oh, yeah. well. She but wet she the didn't. bed every night. She wet the bed yeah. every night, and she had long hair. Yeah. And every morning I'd have to get up, and I was working full yeah. time, oh. get up and strip her down, strip her bed down, throw her in the tub, throw the sheets in the washer, you know. Wash her long Every hair. day. Hmm. I didn't think I'd ever get through that phase, and, you know. But you get through it somehow. You just get through it. And I bet it. you and were grateful you didn't have to heat up her bath water. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, right? Right. And we had an actual bathtub. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Susan, it has been, I, I have loved for 15 years hearing your stories. And it, it just hit me a few months back. Like, what in the world? We need to podcast her. Yep. So it has been so fun well, getting to you, girls. record this hour with you. Mm-hmm. And just. I appreciate you letting me ramble on about my. Oh, it went it's by in a flash. But I know. I just life. looked and thought, what? It's I over? know. I thought yeah. we had been recording for like five minutes. Oh. We've been 45. So yeah. Yeah. Th- that's the, uh, you're a good storyteller. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great job. You guys are good listeners. I got my gift of gab from my dad. I mean, <laughs> my mom used to walk away from him in the grocery store and go out and get in the car and leave. And, and he, he would still be talking to some random stranger. <laughs> that is hysterical. And I try not to do that, but I know I've got it. And my daughter, Carrie, has it as well. Oh. And I tease her about it all the time, you know, just like Grandpa. But we can't help it. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just we like so people. You, we like you do talk. like people. That's <laughs> good. I like people, too. Oh. Yeah, That's why so. we get along. <laughs> well, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. We are so glad that you do. If you want to follow us on Instagram, that is our social media of choice, Heidi. It is. Mm -hmm. And we are at the H&H Hour. You can leave us some feedback or comment. Tell us what you liked about today's show. Um, Oh, Heidi, we have this picture. You need to take a picture of it before Susan leaves. Yes, we will. Of her mom and dad. That is so sweet. Because so many of the stories were about them. Yes. So if she doesn't (laughs) mind, we'll put a picture of them up. That's fine. That would be so great. That would be great. Um, And then we're so excited about our Christmas episode that's coming up. 
Yes. We're not going to tell them exactly what date it's going to be in, but it's it's soon. Yeah. And mm. some of our past guests are going to be called. We're going to surprise them and call them. Yes. And have them do fast facts. Yes, that's going to be so fun. Okay, so if you are a previous guest and you're like, because we just started fast facts. A few episodes ago. A few back. episodes yeah. ago. So yeah. our previous like thirty episodes, they didn't do right. any of those. So we might be calling you and saying, right. and we've hey, had a, guess we've already what? got some people that have asked to be on <laughs> yep. it. So yep. if you want to do it, don't wait. So that's gonna be fun. And then we're working on a fun little giveaway too. Yes. That maybe some swag, some H and H swag. We've talked about this in the past and we just have not been able to get it done. It but just we're hasn't going happened to. yet. It hasn't happened <laughs> it's in yet. the process. Yes. Yeah. So Look forward to that. Yeah. And thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.